keep the pizza scenes growing. Uh, we had an, another pizza place open today uh, down the street here, so I feel like, you know, people are coming in, but it's all transplants from out of town. After tasting nearly 30 pizzas over the course of five days in Nashville, a few stood out, including a true artisan thin pie inside a brewery on the east side. The guy behind it has some serious kitchen experience, all of which is being harnessed to make one of the Music City's best pizzas. The story behind Smith & Lentz Brewery, straight ahead. Straight fire pepperoni. I need a deep dish pepperoni and a thin sausage to go. Can I get two cheese of ours and one uh, Detroit? Can I get one large pep, one large sausage, and one large pet special? This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Delinsky, author of Pizza City USA, the ultimate Chicago pizza guide, and founder of Pizza City Tours and Pizza City Fest. And welcome, everybody. Great to have you along with us for another edition of Pizza City. A quick reminder, tickets on sale now for Pizza City Fest Chicago. It's August 26th and 27th, the last party of the summer at the Salt Shed, right off the Chicago River, just north of downtown. 40 pizza makers from all over the region, including 10 different styles. World-class seminars with Ratza's Dan Richer, a piece of Scholl's Brian Spangler, and Pizza Lola's Ann Kim. Unlimited drinks, salads, sides, and desserts, and new this year, live entertainment and music as well. Lots of surprises in store. More info at PizzaCityFest.com. Speaking of Pizza City Fest, uh, for those of you who follow me at Pizza City USA on Instagram, I was in Nashville recently checking out some places for a possible fest maybe next year. I was very skeptical going in. Um, probably too many wood-fired neo-Neapolitans there, but there were some really respectable New York slices in Sicilian squares. Even a decent Chicago-style deep dish and tavern pie up in Clarksville, about 35 miles away. I ended up trying 27 places in five days. Uh, the guys from Frankie's in Brooklyn were literally opening their doors the night before I left town. Um, I think the plan is go back in early October, hit the remaining seven or eight locally, then include a few from the region like Cincinnati, Louisville, Huntsville, Birmingham, uh, maybe even MTH in Smyrna. If you've got others to recommend, um, hit me up, DM me at the uh, Pizza City USA on Instagram. I'm going to have more on this later, but obviously I think pencil this in for late 24. Now, one of the standouts in Nashville was at Smith & Lentz Brewery, an unassuming spot in East Nashville. The cook there, Devin Bogdan, has an impressive resume, a stage at Blue Hill at Stone Barns, an intern at the restaurant at Meadowood, Jobs at Clio in Boston, Vicia in St. Louis, and Rolf and Daughters in Nashville. Now, he's brought nearly a decade of experience to his job as sous chef at the brewery. And even though they started out with a wood-burning oven in the backyard, they're now making some incredible pies from their electric oven inside. Now, I began our discussion, as I always do, by asking our guest about their first pizza memory.
pizza for me growing up, I didn't really have a lot of good quality pizza. I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania originally. Um, we do have a, our own style of pizza called Old Forge Pizza. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Of course. Um, and I kind of grew up eating that. I actually didn't like it at all, uh, which is really funny uh, that I'm making pizza now. For uh, folks who don't know what Old Forge style is, can you describe that? Yeah, it's like a square grandma pizza that has slices of American cheese on it. Uh, it's definitely not my type of pizza. Um, so growing up as a kid, I didn't really eat a whole lot of pizza. Um, and that kind of is weird for me to make pizza now because of that. So. So where did you? How did you go from there to here in Nashville? Is there culinary school? Were you working in restaurants? Were you always? Is this always part of your, your interest level? Yeah. So I went to Johnson and Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, and oh, that's the home of Al Forno, where they started doing grilled pizza. That's true. That is true. Uh, which is very good. Um, and I worked in a bunch of Michelin star restaurants for James Beard award-winning chefs across the country. No pizza up until this job, which is really great. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, dough is what brought me to pizza. Um, I really love the process of sourdough, which is what we do here. Um, and that's kind of intertwined, dough and, dough and pizza. So how did that experience shape what you're doing? Now, obviously, you weren't making pizza. You maybe weren't even baking bread. But you still were learning some skills that came, came in handy now today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just about all about experience and people you meet. And the, what we do here is very ingredient driven and every restaurant I've ever been in, it's always ingredient first. And we keep that same mantra here as product first and then, you know, transfer it into something that a guest likes. And so how did you get to Nashville? Uh, so me and my fiance moved here three years ago. Um, we were just looking for a change of pace, something different. Um, and then we came to visit on vacation in 2019. And then three months later, we ended up moving here. Was that back at the time when I heard there were something like 400 people moving to Nashville every day? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was a part of that crazy boom here in Nashville, for it, sure. It has a very, uh, maybe I'm just oversimplifying it, but it just, the city feels very young. Like there's a lot of young people here with young ideas, new ideas, and willing to try things. And you sort of, you're driving down the street, it feels a little bit like Austin, it feels a little bit like New Orleans. Am I wrong? No, that's very true. Uh, a lot of young people move here. I mean, I'm one of them. Um, a lot of people that I meet aren't even from Nashville. Um, but we do have a couple of people here that are born and raised in the kitchen right now, which is really great, which I don't hear that often. Everyone's a transplant from somewhere else here. And so because of that, there aren't these long-standing traditions. In Chicago, you know, pizza goes back to the 1930s, 1940s. It doesn't really happen here. Uh, because there aren't those long traditions, what does that allow you to do as a creative person? Uh, I think there's no like limit li like limits on what you can do here because of that like there's no you know we have to make Neapolitan pizza or we have to do a square pizza like in Chicago deep dish pizza um, we kind of just could make up our own style and come up with our own what we want to do here is kind of our mantra you know I will say as a, an outside observer to the pizza scene here you know I've been here for a couple days now eating a lot of pizza, I see a lot of wood-fired, neo-Neapolitan, Neapolitan-style pizzas. Not a lot outside the box. It's, people have the wood-fired oven, they're doing a Neapolitan pizza. Have you seen anything different than that? Um, yeah, there are a couple places in town that are doing some creative farm-focused you know, pizza-forward things, which are great. Um, we kind of also do the same thing here. Ingredients, again, are what, we, what drive us here, and we have a couple pizzas on the menu now that are local, sweet corn, all that stuff, go on the pizza, fun, creative, something for our guests to enjoy. Okay, so how would you describe, or in the next segment we'll talk about it in, in detail, but how would you describe your pizza here? Um, I would say it's a cross between a New York and a Neapolitan, I guess would be the best description. A light, light crispy crust, a little bit of char on the, on the edge, nice undercarriage uh, with just local grains. 
sourdough. And do you feel like you're getting a good response from people? Because there aren't many, I mean, I've been to 26 places in the last three or four days. There aren't that many people doing pizza like you. There's a lot of wood fired. There's some Sicilian. There's hardly any Detroit. There's really very few Roman or, or, um, or deeps uh, or even tavern style. But it seems like you've got an interesting category here. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think, again, it's always the ingredients, and that was is what allows us to make our style of pizza. Um, first and foremost is our, you know, our grain millers, and that's what's the most important um, to achieve what the pizza we're looking for. And here at Smith & Lentz, we should ask, what is it, who does it represent Smith & Lentz? Uh, Smith & Lentz is two owners' names, uh, Kurt Smith and Adler Lentz. Um, then, like I said, they started here seven years ago with the brewery. Um, two years, two and a half years ago, the pizza kitchen opened because they lost half the building to the tornado. Um, and ever since then, it's been really great. And you have an oven in the backyard here in the patio. Um, it's covered right now in a brown tarp. So I'm guessing it's a wood-fired uh, stone oven or something? Yeah, that was our old wood-fire oven. Um, we switched over to the Pizza Master, um, one for consistency's sake for sure, staff training, being able to get out the whole team involved on every process that we do here is very important to me and what we do here. Um, so that was an easy transition for us to make. And tell me a little bit, just again, I, I'm trying to cure, get a sense of the pizza scene here in Nashville. I've been to many places in the last three days. It's hard to sort of just put a blanket statement on the pizza scene here, but from your experience from living here for three years and from eating, I'm sure, your fair amount of pizza when you're doing your research, what's the scene like here right now? I think the pizza scene's growing. Uh, we had an, another pizza place open today uh, down the street here, so I feel like, you know, people are coming in, but it's all transplants from out of town. Uh, big restaurant groups are opening pizza places here, uh, which is good for the city and also kind of crazy for us because we're a small business, uh, kind of affects us a little bit. Um, but we're all, it's all friends and family here, so that's what's most important. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with Devin here about the pizza at Smith & Lentz Brewing here in Nashville. We're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks, so stay with us. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Devin Bogdan, the pizza maker at Smith & Lentz Brewing in Nashville. We're on the east side of Nashville, East Nashville. This is kind of where all the cool kids are, sort of the equivalent of like a Wicker Park, Bucktown in Chicago, I'm guessing? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Definitely, definitely a lot of young kids, younger guys around here. Semi-affordable uh, rent over here? Kind of. <laughs> Yeah, the city is the city's rent is going up, but like sure. everywhere. Okay, yeah, I'm thirty minutes away from here, so yeah. <laughs> All right, tell me about your flour here. You're going to uh, press out a, a dough ball for us. What kind of flour are you using? Uh, so we use, we actually use three different flours in this. Two different millers represented: uh, Carolina Ground in North Carolina and Hayden Mills in Arizona. Um, so we use two, three different varieties. Um, so there's a little, there's 20% whole wheat in here from the sourdough starter. Uh, we use Rouge de Bordeaux as the bulk flour for our dough, and there's a New East uh, 85 elevated flour that we use in the pizza dough as well. So you're all, you are feeding a starter? We are, every day, twice a day. So it's a three-year-old starter? Uh, it's four, four years old. Okay, yep. that makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Absolutely, for sure. Okay, uh, hydration roughly? Uh, 68%. Okay, you're doing a hand stretch now. That took about five seconds. So very. You've, how long did you do that ferment, by the way? Uh, so this is a three-day dough. In the cooler. In the cooler. Yep. Okay. So, so we th have the dough. Uh, we mix the dough, mix the starter the night before. Mix a pulish as well. There's a little bit of fresh yeast in here just to help with the rise um, and get that fluffy, nice crust. I gotta say, doing this for several years now, when any time anybody says 65 plus hydration. 
three-day fermentation, all-natural starter, that's kind of a, that equals deliciousness usually. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's all, again, it's always the flour too. Flour definitely helps that for sure. And how long did it take you to get settled on those three flours? I've, I've seen guys met do two. I mean, Bonchi does three, but three is a lot. Uh, sure is. Um, probably a year and a half to get really dialed in. Uh, yeah, we switched over. We were using central milling in the beginning, um, and then I switched over to Carolina ground maybe a year and a half ago, um, and that's been great ever since. And this is, at the beginning, you're using a different oven. Absolutely. Same so, thing. Same thing. Yeah, trying to take the same dough and put it in the Pizza Master now. Uh, it's been a it's been a change, but we've been we've been growing and learning. So okay, so this is stretched out to about 16 inches, 18, 16. 16. Okay, um, and now what? And this, by the way, really well floured surface you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. Just so it doesn't stick. Okay, what's first, sauce? Okay, I saw the 7-Eleven cans in the back. Yep, Stanislaus tomatoes. We just season it with salt. Very. No, no, no blending. Just 7-Elevens. That's it. That's it. Okay. Did you try the tomato magic? Did you try the Alta Cucinas? You just. We did. Uh, yeah, 7-Eleven is where we landed on. It's really great product, All for right. sure. Simple seasoning and a little chiffonade of basil here. Uh, fresh oregano. Oh, fresh oregano, sorry. Fresh oregano and then uh, chopped garlic on the pizza. Okay. Well, you don't see a lot of fresh oregano going on first. I like that. And then the fresh garlic, okay, a little scatter shot. Yep. And then Leone mozzarella that we get in loaves, uh, whole milk, and then we shred it ourselves. Where is Leone from? Uh, they're in New Jersey. Okay, see, yep. I learn something every day. Part skim, whole milk? This is a whole milk, whole milk mozzarella that we shred, um, and then we'll get fresh mozz on it, so two different mozzarellas on the cheese pizza. Fresh mozz also from the same guys? Yep. Okay, and you're, again, you're just tearing off this ball. Are you gonna do a full ball per 16 inch pie, or no? Uh, no, probably a quarter ball per each. Okay, um, and he's just sort of scattering it around, okay. Um, and now? That's, that's it. Fire it. Okay, so you're gonna get your peel. Yep. All those fancy perforated metal peels I've seen these guys, right? That's to keep the flour off the bottom. Yep, that is correct. Right. Slide it around, Make sure get it's... the flour off the bottom, and then we'll take it over to the Okay, this is a 933 Pizza Master. Gonna launch it in his middle deck here. Um, so that means they're 18 inch stones. And uh, since it's a 16 inch pie, it fits perfectly. You're baking uh, at 710 Fahrenheit. Now for folks who are keeping score at home, the intensity level on the ceiling is a five, but the deck is a zero. How come? Zero. Uh, we run the ambient temperature of the oven a little hotter um, just because of the cheese moisture. Um, so we're trying to get that cheese moisture to evaporate um, and also cook the pizza in the same amount of time that we're trying to, which is like about four minutes we're trying to achieve here. Um, we always found like the, the bottom gets a little bit burnt if we run it with a little higher of a setting. So this is kind of where, still, still R&D and for sure, we're only a month into the Pizza Master, but it's been really great. Yeah, the, the higher intensity on the top, typically guys want to reduce sauce or, or, or cook something down from above, uh, but you don't have a ton of sauce on there anyway. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we don't have to do too much to that. The sauce is really great too. We okay. want the acidity in the sauce. While we're waiting, tell us about other flavors you typically have. I know you change seasonally. I saw a, a corn and a sun gold tomato on the menu. Um, what else do you offer? Um, so it, our restaurant, heavily relies on the season so whatever we see on Nashville grown which is a farmer co-op here in Nashville that we use that's what we put on the pizza like we just have a sausage and pepper pizza on the menu now because um, peppers are just coming in the season um, and that period that will change with whatever becomes available we try to use that that product in the peak of its you know in its nature nature given ability you know how many items on that pizza menu are you making yourself like are you making sausage are you curing anything uh, we make everything here in-house yeah we make the sausage um, we roast all the peppers from all the 
farms, shock corn, <laughs> just uh, make all the ice creams that we make here in-house, everything. It sounds a little bit like uh, Lovely's 50-50 up in Portland, Sarah Minnick. Yeah, I, I, she's really great. I saw the Netflix, Netflix show, it's been, it was really great. I definitely take some inspiration from her stuff, for sure. We're gonna wait a couple minutes, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back when the pizza comes out of the oven, all right? little rotation there um, we're just a couple minutes in oh you can see the cheese bubbling nicely that the cheese brand you mentioned again from New Jersey is called what uh, Leone mozzarella Leone, it's it's a stark white uh, I'm not used to seeing that in Chicago you see a lot of grande you see a lot of Galbani you see you know, other brands but is that because of um, just the fat in there like why is it so white uh, yeah because it's a whole milk mozzarella um, and it's just really high quality stuff I, I actually went to their factory last year when I was in New York uh, I got a full tour it was great Okay. Uh, they won a bunch of awards this past year for their strachtella and their burrata cheese, which we have on occasion. Uh, we actually pull our own strach here uh, using uh, caputo mozzarella curds um, that we have a strachtella and like a caprese salad on the menu right now. You're also baking bread here, so you get the steam injection on this oven. Um, you figure it just it's, it makes sense to bake bread as long as you're making pizza? Absolutely. Yeah, bread, and, bread is pizza, uh, in my opinion, um, so it's just like putting toppings on bread. Like, Same recipe, different recipe? Different recipe. Uh, our sourdough bread has five different flours in it. Four wasn't enough. Nope. Five. Had to be five. Does it give it texture? Does it give it complexity, depth, what? Nuttiness? Uh, texture. Definitely nuttiness for sure. Um, we use a little bit of rye, whole wheat rye in there. Um, so it's like a little bit silkier, softer on your palate. It's amazing in the last 45 seconds we've been talking how that crust, that cornicione has really gotten to be a deeper brown yeah. um, and what are you looking for here now you've you've rotated it once I'm seeing a nice black char dome on one side of this pizza yeah. uh, what are you looking for what are you gonna remove this so I'm probably like five seconds away just nice dark, kind of darker brown uh, with a little bit of char on the side it's kind of a Smith & Wines pizza for sure okay here we go remove it to a uh, like a baking sheet that's lined with a cooling rack and you're gonna let it cool a little bit. How long before you cut this and serve this? 10, 15 seconds. That's it. Yeah. And what's that pie next to us over here, this white one? So it's a garlic, oregano, uh, olive oil base with shredded mozzarella, fresh ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. That looks really good. Um, I just saw one of the cooks uh, do some olive oil on some of the bread. You're gonna to toss it into the top deck here just to toast it up? Yep, that's a, for a goat cheese toast. Okay. So it's been about 10, 15 seconds now. It's cooling, and you're going to transfer it to a tray here. Uh, so then our cheese pizza gets finished with uh, grated Parmesan cheese and a little bit of dried oregano and a little drizzle of extra virgin olive oil. Since you care so much about ingredients, should I assume it's a Parmigiano? Uh, it is. Okay. Like a, is that like a two-year? Uh, 16 month, yeah. Okay. Only 16 month? Okay. Yeah, no, sorry. Longer. You said Parm, and then what else? That was it? Uh, dried oregano. Okay. We're going to drizzle a little bit of olive oil. That's it. That's it? Beautiful. So this is your house marg. Yeah, house cheese pizza. Okay. Um, we're going to do a quick little taste. Even though I had a different pie the other day, we'll take a quick taste. Musical interlude, and we'll talk about it in a second. We're going to do an experiment here. While I was tasting the pizza, I asked Evan and the crew about ranch. And I said, you know, why is it that everybody in LA and what I've seen in Nashville, everybody has to have ranch. It's a dip, it's a $2 extra or something. And one of your cooks here from the Midwest, a self-professed Midwesterner, 
um, likes ranch as, as well. Um, you think ranch complements your pizza as well, yeah? Yeah, I mean, uh, guests love it. That's number one for sure. It's like what, what the guests want. And uh, the ranch, everyone seems to love the ranch here. So you think Sarah Minnick offers ranch in her pizza? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Chris Bianco, does he put France in his pizza? Uh, probably not. All right. All right, so we're going to try it here. Um, and you're saying I should just dip the, the middle of the pizza with the yeah, cheese on it or the edge? Do the crust. Do the crust. Do the crust. Yeah. Okay. All right, dipping the crust. And, and tell me about what's, because you obviously make the ranch from scratch. What's in it? Uh, Duke's mayo, uh, sour cream, uh, buttermilk that we get from a local dairy farm, fresh herbs, a couple different spices in there. Dill and, dill and chives are the fresh herbs in there. Really great. Oh, it absolutely is delicious, and it's nice with the bare crust. I, th I think this crust is great as it is, but it certainly enhances it. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't throw that away. I guess I like that. I would do that again. Now I'm going to try it with the side on the undercarriage with, with cheese on top. Um, I think it fights with that beautiful full-fat cheese on top. You've got a little fresh mozz, and you've got the whole milk mozz, yep. and you've got Parmigiano. I don't think I need it on the undercarriage of that slice. I think it's got it's so well balanced. And by the way, the pizza is so thin and holds its shape uh, beautifully. It's a perfect East Coast. You can fold it with three fingers, no tip sag. Um, and that's a result of obviously this all-natural starter, the amount of hydration you've got going on, the fermentation. Um, it's a beautiful slice. I mean, it's a really prototypical East Coast. Like you, I wouldn't be surprised to see this at Lynn Industry or one of the great places in New York City. Um, and you feel like you've got this down now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely two and a half years into this. I think we're, we're getting somewhere for sure. Devin, it's, it's delicious. It's a great slice of pizza. Um, okay, so you said you just got this oven. You've been working on this for a little bit, of, you know, a month or so. Um, do you feel like this is still in the R&D phase or are you going to keep this recipe as it is? Uh, we'll keep the dough recipe the same as is and the pizza toppings for sure for our classic pizzas. Um, but we're constantly learning. We're definitely trying to push different things back here, different grains that we get from Carolina Ground. Um, yeah, constant learning. It, once you stop learning, that's it. You know, we always have to keep learning, right. teaching people new things, myself learning, continuing reading, you know, looking at Instagram, all the other pizzas. That, what, what, what else is everybody doing? You know, that's definitely a big part of what we do here. Okay, final question we ask all of our guests on the show. Knowing what you know now about pizza making, which is certainly a lot, you've done this in an outdoor oven with wood, you've done an indoor here with the Electric Pizza Master, you mess with flour combinations, you've got three different flours and fermentation. What would you have told your younger self, maybe let's go back three and a half, four years, about pizza making to be successful today? Probably would have ate more pizza um, growing up as a kid. Um, I honestly did not like pizza. I, frozen pizza was my thing growing up. I didn't really eat a whole lot of handcrafted pizza. Probably eat more handcrafted pizza for sure. Just to, just to have a better understanding and, and taste memories and a really kind of, a kind of a taste bank to draw on to know what is good pizza. For sure, yeah. To different styles. I mean, I traveled the country, so did, did not eat a lot of pizza. Um, wish I did, though. The uh, restaurant, again, is called Smith & Lentz Brewing. It's a brewery at its core. That's what it's been doing for seven years. But now it's a restaurant. They make homemade ice cream here. I had a sweet corn and huckleberry the other day. Uh, I think there's a coffee that you've got miso caramel. I want to try that one as well. And the pizzas are just fantastic. Really, and I'm not just saying this because I'm with you. I've had 26 pizzas in the last four days. This and Pinky Ring were my two favorites. So you've really done a great job here with your crew. Um, Devin Bogdan, thank you so much for your time and congratulations. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for coming by. Appreciate it. All right, coming up in two weeks, we're back in my city talking old school and new school deep dish. 
and you have to be there for it. You have to make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and um, be passionate about it. Make sure all the consistency's there. You make the dough the same way every time, the sauce the same way every time. You'll be successful if you have a good product. I'll talk to Brian Tondrick, the owner of Bartoli's, named for his grandfather, Fred Bartoli, who was one of the founders of Gino's East. That's in two weeks on August 18th. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and rate us, please. Also, a reminder to support the show at anchor.fm slash Pizza City. We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is pizzacityusa.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song, and here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always. <laughs>